City. Hill City. Hill City. friends um, and welcome back to Hill City Kids Around. It's our June edition you guys and we are all about powering up. That is our theme in Hill City Kids for June and July, not only with our preschoolers, but our elementary schoolers as well. And we are super excited to be able to teach kids that Jesus wants to be their friend forever and that he gives us the power to do everything. And that is what we're focusing on this month. Again, this is a podcast that is geared towards preschool families. We're going to highlight things um, from the parent queue. We are a church that thinks orange, which means that it is very important to us to um, have combined forces with our families because families spend, they have an opportunity really to invest in their kids around 3,000 hours a year. But the church has just about 40 hours a year that they can invest into kids. So we think it would be pretty foolish for us not to want to come alongside and partner with our families. And that's our whole vision here with Hill City Kids is we want to come alongside parents and partner with them to be able to lead their kids spiritually. So we do that by encouraging, equipping um, our families. And one of the things that we use to do that is the parent queue. And the parent queue is provided by our curriculum from the Rethink group, also called Think Orange. And we spend some time kind of going over the things together that you guys can do at home to um, develop greater meaning of what is discussed on Sundays because what happens at home is actually more important than what goes on at Sundays. So we want to be able to equip you guys to um, do it well and to lean into your kids spiritually um, in a great and easy way because there are about four things um, in a family's rhythm wherever they may live that is going to be in common. There's a morning time together because everybody wakes up. There's a drive time or like a walking time together. Maybe you um, can walk to the store together or walk to school together or maybe you're getting in the car and driving somewhere. And then there's going to be with our preschoolers, we focus on a cuddle time, which is usually um, before bed, or it could be right when you wake up in the morning. And then there's um, like a bath time or an activity time together. And so those are the four areas that are a natural rhythm. And so we want to lean into that rhythm with you guys. We're not asking you to add anything, you know, into your schedule and do anything crazy. We want to help you use the time you already have um, to intertwine it with faith and spirituality. So kids can see something that it doesn't just have to happen on Sundays that, um, when they follow Jesus, it should affect every part of their life. So this month, when you go in and wake your kids up in the morning, we want you to say, good morning. Where is my sweet boy that I love so much? Hmm. And you're going to kind of look around the room like you don't see where he is. And then you're going to find him and say, there he is. And then sit down next to your kiddo and either give him a big hug or if they wouldn't mind, you can give him a tickle. Um, and this will also help you realize how your child wakes up in the morning. And it might change. Um, there were a few weeks ago where I thought it was a good idea to wake up my middle school son singing Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. And um, maybe he wasn't quite as appreciative of my rendition as I thought he might be when he woke up in the morning. Um, just perhaps. But you're going to use that morning time to kind of wake them up and get them excited about the day that they have. Um, as you're headed out the door, and since it's summertime and you know, preschools are out um, and just kind of a natural thing that happens in summer is we get a little bit busier. We definitely have in our home some, you know, more flexibility with the schedule, but we still stay pretty amped up um, as you're headed out to maybe a day camp or an activity that you're going to. Maybe it's at Maymont or Lewis Ginter. When you're in the car, as you drive, take turns saying, Jesus gives me the power to And then you're going to want to fill it in with an action word like run or hug or um, 
forgive. Or you can even use chores that they have, maybe that they do around the house, um, like wash the dishes or walk the dog or feed the dog. So Jesus gives me the power to help. And then you're going to talk about at the end, Jesus gives me the power to do everything. Um, So that can be a fun time. Think about things that um, you do around the house and how Jesus gives you the power to do that. And then a suggestion for kind of an activity time together um, because summertime, sweatier, stinkier kids. Am I right? So you know you're definitely going to be having some bath times. Um, so at bath time, the parent you suggest you add a toy man and a little baby to the bath time if you have them, like little figures. And if you don't have... Um, a man or a baby, that's okay. You can use other things, but you want to pretend one of them is Simeon. Um, They're going to talk about the story of Simeon um, while they're with us at Hill City Kids. Um, And Simeon is a great story to teach about about patience because in the book of Luke in chapter two is where you're going to find that story. And Simeon finally gets to see the promised savior when Jesus' parents bring into the temple courts. Um, That was something that Simeon was looking forward to the whole time he was alive, was being able to see who the Messiah was that God had promised. Um, So he was definitely patient with that. So you're going to kind of use those little figures to Um, to talk about that Bible story. And you're going to put Simeon on the side of the tub where he will wait for Jesus. And then you can use some counting, have them count to 10 or however high they can count, and then place the baby Jesus by Simeon. Um, And you repeat telling your child to count to a different number each time, doing that back and forth, Um, having Simeon count and be patient and then bringing Jesus. And then you can count to another time and do it again. You're going to talk about how Simeon had to be patient while he waited for Jesus and how Jesus gives us the power to be patient too. Can I get an amen? Patience is hard, right? I know um, I myself as a parent also struggle to be patient. Um, But yeah, so I've talked about this before as a parenting hack, but I like to use timers a lot. Um, and so we'll use timers all the time in our house, um, to help us be patient, um, for when it is time to do something or time to ask a question or time to do something else, um, we'll use timers. Um, so those are some suggestions from the parent queue this month to, um, continue to talk to your kids about how Jesus can give us the power to do everything and kind of guide them in learning how to power up with God's power. Um, I love the memory verse for this month. It's from Philippians 4.13. I can do everything by the power of Christ. Um, And one fun thing you might do if you have some extra time, you want your kids to be active, but um, you're kind of looking for something they can do, have them put motions to the memory verse um, to help them learn what it is to each word or the phrases of it. I can do everything by the power of Christ. Philippians 4.13. That's a a good suggestion. Again, um, memory verses are great to do with your kids, not just as like a, a, a pony trick, like in order to give them something to do, but anytime you can put those things in their hearts and in their minds, you would be surprised at um, their recall, that it gets in there, and then when they really need it, it will come out, and it will help them to remember that um, building on from last month that they can do big things, um, and that Jesus can give them the power to do that is super important. So that is what we're going to be talking about this month in June. And it's going to extend in the month of July to June and July. We always have the same theme kind of back to back. Um, and it also spirals up um, across our different phases as well that we're going to talk about. And we're going to have Cars Friends Corner. Do, 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 do. If you have any suggestions for a great theme song. For Kara's Friends Corner, you're more than welcome to send them my way. Um, but I'm excited for you to meet my friend, Kelly Lively. So you guys, I'm super excited about Kara's Friends Corner. I need to have a little theme song <laughs> for when I have my friends with me. I don't know if we could steal Disney's You've Got a Friend in Me. Then we'd probably have to pay all sorts of royalty fees. A friend's a friend's forever song. A friend's a friend. We'll kick it old school, Michael W. Smith. (laughs) But I do have a friend with me. It's Kelly Lively. Hi, everyone. 
Yay. So first, Kelly, tell us about your family. Who do you have at home with you? I'm married to my wonderful husband, Charlie. Um, We've been married about almost six years. And we have twin girls that are four and a half, uh, Faith and June. And then we have um, our little Joy Charles, who is almost 18 months. He's just a full firecracker and has really been a blessing to our family. It's crazy whenever I follow you on Instagram (laughs) and I see pictures of Charlie. He's just growing so fast. I know. And there's some kids, yeah, and there's some kids here like at Hill City where it'll remind me of what I was doing at that particular time, like when you guys were pregnant or whatever. And I just think there's no way that he can be 18 months old. Yeah, especially the second time around, you realize how quickly it goes. It goes the first by time so I fast. Was wondering when I would sleep. And well, then... and you have twins, yeah, too. And yeah. so sometimes I think, like with Lacey, we talk about this a lot because she had twins first mm-hmm. and then had one. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like it does help you kind of enjoy things a little bit more, and you just kind of take in because Definitely. first time around, yeah. Whew, yeah, there's so much going on. I know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's That's fun, incredible. Though. It's fun. Try to enjoy every stage. Yeah. That's what I tell myself every morning. <laughs> yeah. And when they get bigger too. I'll speak mm-hmm. on behalf of Good. older kids. The phases are still so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of laughing, especially with middle school. But um so Kelly is here to help us talk some more about how we can power up since that's our June and July theme here. Um, And with powering up, we want to make sure that we're teaching our kids about where our real power comes from. We definitely want to raise self-assured kids and um, strong individuals and strong-minded individuals, but we also never want to overshadow our intrinsic motivation with... um, what God can do in us and through us since he created our little people as well to do big things. We want to make sure that they know that he's also going to give them the power to do what he's called them to do. And so when your kids are with us in Hill City this month, their small group leaders are going to ask them this big question. They're going to say, who gives you the power to do everything? And we're going to encourage the kids to answer back with, Jesus gives me the power to do everything. And that verse is coming from Philippians 4.13, their memory verse this month. I can do everything by the power of Christ. So I wanted Kelly to come here and talk with us today about kind of how she includes that basic truth at home, um, raising the kids, how she encourages them to rely on God and to get their power from Jesus. So what are their, what do you do kind of at home organically to teach your girls that? I think the first thing uh, that is so important that I've noticed is um, being able to first and foremost rely on him yourself. Um, they can't, you, if you can't model it for them, they're not going to get it. If you get stressed out and don't go to God first, then they're not going to understand that that's what you need to do. Um, so I think, you know, we were open about struggles that we go through, you know, as adults with them and, you know, listen, mommy's just really having a hard time being patient with this. And I'd like you guys to pray with me to help, um, mommy be patient or that's always a prayer in our house (laughs) mommy be patient uh uh, they need to see that you rely on him first um we we get the job to shepherd them to him we get to paint this picture of um kind of the hero that god is in our lives and um so that's that's the first thing i think is if you get if you get that and you're you're reminding yourself to go to him first then they're they're going to do it as a first instinct not as a last resort Um, so another thing, you know, after that, we're always talking about God's greatness all day, every day, always giving him credit. Um, you know, we, we're always wanting to thank him for all the, the little things and celebrate, not just, you know, when we're going through hard times, but also, you know, God did that for us. And in that amazing, let's stop right now and thank him for that. Um, you know, God gave you the courage to do you know, X, Y, Z, that was really difficult. Or, and we talk about, you know, Philippians 4.13 a lot. We say that verse yeah. a lot uh, just to remind them where they get that power and that strength from, that God gave you that ability to do that. And let's honor him by by pushing through this and um, That's so relying cool. on him. So. Kelly, is, was that innate in you? Like, how did you know to do that? 
as a parent? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, you know, I guess I kind of pulled things that I learned when I was younger. Of course, I, I had I had grown up in a Christian home and, and memorized that verse, but I didn't okay. really know what it meant to fully rely on him until I, things just get harder as you get older. And then you see how you can relate it to a simpler terms with the kids. And um, you just kind of, I love being able to do life together with the kids, learning the same lessons again with them. Um, so no, I didn't know how to do it. I'm just, um, no, I didn't. Because that's so good. Because <laughs> I know um, I always grew up seeing my mom like doing her quiet time or yeah. her devotional. And so that was just something I always thought. I knew she was very prayerful. Um, like in high school and college, I would always laugh and say, if you ever need someone to pray for you, you want my mom to pray for you. Cause I think she's like Jesus best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as a parent, I know we can get so caught up in like the busy things that we just need to do that we forget that we're, our primary job is to model that for our kids. And I love just how, if, if you yourself are struggling with patience, like it's stopping and asking the girls to like pray with you with that and modeling prayer because it's so easy to want to think you want your kids to think you've got it all together Mm -hmm. and um or just thinking oh when they get older I can do that with them but Mm -hmm. at such a young age being like hey could you pray with me I think that's so cool that you do that yeah well and um for instance I have an example one of our children had to have stitches uh, a few weeks ago, um, and nerve wracking for everyone. I mean, I was, my girls are four and a half, so they're, they didn't know what was coming. You know, right. I didn't know what was coming. I had never had stitches. I'd never had any of my kids have stitches. So we were both really just scared. And, uh, I, I wouldn't say that praying really saw, you know, made her feel completely at ease, but right. I knew that I had a little bit of a moment to show that, Hey, this is a time where we need to ask God for peace. And, um, I just asked God to help calm our nerves a little bit and right. taking that as an opportunity to do that. I think, you know, that's just an example of times when you can just kind of push it in throughout the day and, they see, okay, I'm mommy's relying on God for this. So that means I can too. That's so good. I love it. Um, well, I know it's just funny because I didn't even really think about talking those thoughts out because sometimes I'll just be like, I have to do this and I'll put my head down and just plow through. But when we were um, talking to our kids' pediatrician, kind of about working through some anger, you know, that was coming up and um, I was a little concerned about how some of the anger was showing itself. That was exactly like what our pediatrician, you know, said that we should do too. Like if um, I, you know, get angry about something, maybe I left my keys in the house, you know, and I've got to get back out or try to figure out how to get back in the house because now I'm locked out or, um, you know, something happens to model that in front of, you know, the kids and say, oh, mommy's really angry right now. So count down, you know, I'm going to count down from 10. Do you want to count down with me? So it makes perfect sense. You know, our pediatrician is suggesting to model, you know, how we deal with emotions, you know, with our kids. And so just modeling that prayer and modeling to our children where we should, you know, be getting our power from as a parent is great. Yeah. Yesterday, I was having, I hadn't slept well and was just grumpy and tired. And my kids, they went to the pool. They had, you know, it was a gorgeous day. We were out, you know, just enjoying the sunshine. And toward the end of the day, I was so snappy because I was tired. And so was one of my kids. They were Mm -hmm. just, I just didn't like the way they were speaking to each other, to me. And it just took me a second to realize she's getting this from me. I'm not showing kindness. Oh, that's so hard, (laughs) right? It's really, it's really hard. Uh, But they do it all the time, you know? And so I had to sit down and say, look, uh, mommy's really tired. And I think you're tired. Are you tired? No, I'm not tired. That's always the answer from four and a half year old. That never changes, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have an 11 year old that will say the same thing. Um, yeah. yeah, and they fall asleep yeah. all of a sudden on the couch. You're like, wait a second, I thought you were I wasn't tired. tired yeah. yeah, so I think them seeing, okay, it's okay to feel this way, and mommy feels the same way, but it's also, I mean, it keeps me accountable, you know, yeah. that when mommy's not talking kindly, how are they going to know how to talk kindly, you know? And isn't it funny how the the way they, the worse it gets for them, the worse you get, you know? I just... right. 
she's snapping and then I start snapping even more. It's just this vicious cycle. So just pausing to ask God to help us to speak kindly, um, to show love in everything we say and do. I mean, I think it just really humbles us and um, teaching that to the kids at a young age is it's a discipline. It's hard. Right. But I think I'm hoping it'll pay off eventually that they'll really know to um, to go to God for these things. Definitely. Because they can't do it on their own. Gosh, yeah. And I know as a parent, I certainly can't. But yeah, that's so good. And it's such a great natural way um, to have those life, you know, teachable moments along the way. And it's, I think, way more impactful than having to circle everybody up, you know, and all right, well, now we're going to read this, you know, Bible scripture. And not that that, you know, is bad. There's certainly a time and place for that. But I think yeah. anytime you can bring it into your daily life, it's more impactful. And there's deeper roots when they see it actually happening and that the scripture is something you can call upon and use not just something to memorize but right. to like have in your heart so that's what comes out when you get squeezed mm-hmm. I think is important yeah and I think also you know um sometimes we will often forget you know we're praying for something and then we forget to go back to God and right. and thank him for it and so you know we we I preach a lot to the kids about relying on him and trusting in him and going to him. But then how often do I forget to go back and thank him and celebrate? And so that's something that I just real, I personally need a lot of practice on um, and teach them as well, that that's where this comes from. That's how we did this. That's so cool. And I think they look for that. Like you had mentioned, you know, praying for things and people, um, that happens a lot. And my daughter has an amazing memory, which sometimes scary. <laughs> it keeps you accountable, you know, when you promise things. Um, but like we had prayed that a little friend would get better because she was sick and Lucy was really worried about her. And I didn't realize how concerned she was until later on. Um, she had said, you know, well, is that little girl better now? And I had, you know, said, oh, yeah, you know, she was fine. And you know, I saw him at church and she was like, oh, that's good because daddy and I, I had him pray for her, um, at bedtime. And so I'm glad to know that, you know, she's better. And so they really do like file those little things away. And so how great to then use when you do, you know, see the family, you know, at church that you were praying for, or the kid down the street to like stop and kind of celebrate, Mm -hmm. um, that answer to prayer, Mm -hmm. I think is a great, reminder and another way for them, you know, to see that God is powerful and he's listening when we pray for things. And that's awesome. It opens up conversation. uh, You know, if we are talking about it all day, then it just opens up more opportunities for conversation. You know, for instance, if that situation didn't turn out as well, right? you know, and why does that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, God is always faithful. He knows what he's doing and we just need to trust him that he has a better plan and things like that. I mean, that's so good because that's something that's hard for us as adults to grasp. But I think, you know, talking about it at a young age that, um, you know, I think it kind of gets it more ingrained in there. I think you're totally right. Because I know it's, you know, even me as a parent, sometimes I would be hesitant about praying certain prayers, you know, with my kids because, oh gosh, what if it doesn't work out the way you want it to? But I um, I just love, I love with the idea of like having our kids grow up knowing that, um, God is bigger than any question or doubt that they may have and that Mm -hmm. he can handle it. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't turn out and our prayer isn't answered specifically the way we want to, that we can't shy away from asking those big prayers of God that he wants us to come to him and ask him, but also allowing there to be room for when those prayers aren't answered the exact way that we want them to. Yeah. Um, How God is infinitely in control and that does require a faith and a trust that is unseen, you know, sometimes. Um, That's so good because I do feel like that is a heavy thing we as parents struggle with is that inner doubt we have ourselves. When we're as like we're talking about powering up through God, do we do we limit God by constraints sometimes? And are we afraid to ask big asks because we don't want to be let down when our kids are like right there like why not pray about it and ask you know god to help us you know and kind of taking that the childlike step of faith you know yeah that is referred to you know in the new testament i think that's great that jesus is like no like come like little children and i think that's why yeah because they're not 
scared about being let down. God's totally big enough. Right. Yeah, I ask the girls all the time. I said, do you think that God made the big, huge, beautiful mountains that we love so much? And they say, yes. And then I say, well, do you think that God can help you jump into the pool by yourself? Well, yeah, yeah, That's I so do. Cool. You know, just because they need that visual, you know. Right. Um, another thing we talk about a lot in our house are the different Bible stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daniel, for instance, they that just blows their mind. I mean, it still blows our mind. <laughs> right. You know, um, he's in a den with lions. So how, you know, that that story in itself, um, they really get, it, they just love, ki- the kids love stories, right? Right. They like to be able to relate certain concepts Um to stories. So you talked about devotions and sitting down and that sort of thing. And we try to do that. I, I mean, I know it's not going to happen every single morning. Right. I know that's just, I do find that if it doesn't happen in the morning, it's harder to happen oh gosh, just in yeah. our own, in our own house. But we have lots of opportunities where we'll try to read and just making some of the Bible stories, um, just examples of how God or how people have trusted God. Um, throughout the Bible, you know, it's not necessarily, okay, this is Bible time. It's just, this is part of our organic conversation, our reading time. That's so good. So we do. Is there anything specifically that you like to use in that time with them? Uh, We love the Jesus Storybook Bible. Okay. Uh, That is is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, We have another um, devotion Bible that we use. Uh, It's called Everyday Blessings. That's um, short little devotions that we like to read. Um, that's so good. And I think like it's never too early to start that habit. Like for us, it was, um, as they're getting older, we're having to make it more of like, all right, we're doing this. Um, but when they were little, it was just kind of a natural flow for us into bedtime Mm -hmm. and it just creates great snuggle time also with your kids and um, I had read something, Reggie Joyner, who helped create the curriculum that we use here at Hill City, um, called Think Orange. He wrote this book called Think Orange that kind of outlined his whole like belief system with um, how the church and parents need to come together um, because he felt like the you know the current church was kind of letting down families and kids and then there started becoming such a separation at home um, that the home was kind of losing its heart and so wanted to have those two forces intertwined together Um, and in there he talked about how um, never stop tucking in your kids that as they get older it becomes a very easy thing just to be like all right good night you know and (laughs) i look forward to that day right and um and it's so tempting especially that we have a later bedtime for our oldest and it's like i'm falling asleep Mm -hmm. on the couch as we're like hanging out um but he said that's such like an inner sanctum time like when you're invited into your kid's room especially once they're in middle school and high school like that's a huge deal because just think when they get upset or frustrated like that's their retreat and Mm -hmm. so if you can still be a part of that Mm -hmm. and have that like tuck in time and it's going to be a little bit different right but um have that time and still that is when the big questions come up with my son um and where I'll see like the things that are in like the back of his mind that mm-hmm. he's kind of thinking about mm-hmm. any worry or anything that's coming up, that's where it's going to be. And yeah. so sometimes like at bedtime, we'll have like a whole nother 30 minute conversation, you know, where my husband will be like, do you fall asleep? Like what happened? <laughs> I was like, no, like we're talking about this. He was like, oh, that's pretty heavy yeah. for bedtime. But, um, but it's also a great way for his mind to have, I think like, some good release and again like to give all of that over as we pray about it and know that in the morning you know the slate is clean and here we go you're ready yeah. to go um, so we do that at a different time because mama yeah. is just done at that time <laughs> and I hope that one day it will be a little bit different but um I'm, I guess I'm just more of a morning person in general yeah. and I think the kids are too I, they always have a lot of questions at bedtime conveniently when <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. And I, I just, I love the opportunity to be able to sit there and talk about it. Um, just in this stage, I, I think that we're more morning people and, um, 
so I do I do wake up and have a morning time by myself and the girls will come down and um, sit next to me and if it's too early like mm-hmm. they're they have a light that turns green letting them know they're allowed out of their room awesome. um, but if it's too early they know that they can come down though and they can read their Bibles with mommy that's so, so cool. they do that and then you know until the time I allow right. them um, but it's it's created a nice little time for us not every morning but some mornings where we can talk about they don't really read it they look at the pictures and ask me questions which is enough you know they're showing their their interest or if I'm reading something I'll share it with them in their terms you know um uh, with their understanding yeah uh so that's created kind of a nice time you know it's in the in especially having another baby when he's awake it's just tornado time you sure. know so we don't get a ton of one-on-one time where we're fresh you know so we'll we'll sit and that's kind of our time with the girls that's so cool that's I, awesome. I've really a special time kind of cherish you. that yeah that's awesome yeah um well moving kind of on with this same theme of mm-hmm. how jesus gives us the power to do everything um it's also focusing on the holy spirit and this power up theme is neat because it kind of spirals up through all the different phases. Um, the kids in elementary school are focusing on power up too. And then in even middle and high school, they had a series called Underrated that started off um, kind of with the same understanding of how often God's power is underrated and that we don't really tap into it like the way we ought to. Um, so that's kind of their higher level phase thinking with middle and high school. And with elementary, each week is focused on one attribute of the fruit of the spirit. And so we started off talking about um, love and joy, and we'll talk about peace as well. And the preschool lessons in the treehouse basically do the same thing. Um, Each Bible story that they're going to talk about um, in June is focused on an aspect that highlights love, joy, peace, patience, and it'll continue on in July to do that too. But they're not really saying the Holy Spirit simply because thinking about the presence of God living inside of you can like also be kind of a freaky thing mm-hmm. to try to wrap your preschool <laughs> mind around, right? Um, and, you know, thinking about things that are that can't be seen is harder because kids at that age are so tangible and mm-hmm. black and white. And so they're focusing on the, you know, that Philippians 4.13 of how we can get all of the power we need through Christ who gives us strength. But they will be learning along with that aspects of the fruit of the spirit. So, um, Kelly, how do you go about teaching aspects of the fruit of the spirit to your kids? Um, thinking that, you know, Paul mentions in Galatians, how if we are following Christ, there should be evidence fruit of that, that we should see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So mm-hmm. how do you go about teaching those things to your kids? Well, going back to what I said before, modeling it first. And but that's uh, so <laughs> It is. It is. And I found um, that during certain seasons of your life, your relationships show what fruits you're really lacking more of um, during different seasons, you right. know? So uh, just being uh, being conscious of that and working on it yourself and being, again, open and honest with your kids about, I'm really working on that. I'm wearing, really working on being patient. It's always about patience, yeah. uh, self-control, things like that. So, so first and foremost, working on it yourself. Uh, and then um, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit being a gift. If you love God and if you're a follower of Jesus then he gives you these gifts That's and great. gifts for kids in my my I mean just in my experience has been the neatest thing you know someone gave this to me and I know my girls they just cherish things that are given right. to them I mean they will remember from three years ago so when they were like two that's that, incredible that, who gave them something and they will talk about it all the time so they really cherish gifts so if we talk about the fruit of the spirit in a gift context i think right. that they cherish it a little bit more so i'll give them examples like for instance we're going to a store and i'll tell them look we really need to practice self-control i know you're going to want to touch everything in that store and you're going to have to work really hard to be, have self-control but guess what god gave you that as a gift so let's honor oh, him that's so good and use it okay right. because we don't want that self-control to just not be used if god gave it to us right and the, no yeah we want to use it so just kind of 
using or painting it in that context yeah. has helped a little bit with well, them. because kids you're so right like kids understand the idea of a gift yeah so even though like self-control is not something like they can see but they can understand that with connecting it to a gift yeah and the modeling part again is so yeah. good. And explaining what it means, really. Right. Because we say, we say self-control, I say it all the time, but reminding them, again, that means not touching everything. Right. Not running through the store like you've never been out in a store before, which, by the way, that's oh, what yeah. happens with our family. Yeah. Well, just the other day, again, older kids, I'm like, uh, we look with our eyes, not our hands. Yeah. They just get so excited, you know? Oh, my it's, gosh, yeah. It's precious, but we'll yeah. never get through the store. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So uh, another gift that our fruit of the spirit that yeah. I refer to as a gift we talk about is love, which is so hard with siblings. So hard. I know you experience a lot of yeah sibling rivalry in every household, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the girls, I mean, being twins, they've been experiencing that since before they were even okay. born. So yeah, that's been a tough a tough thing for us. Um, and recently, too, you know, just the fighting and that sort of thing. And Right, as they're getting older and now have a younger sibling. Yes, too. yes. So we have something we call the love couch. The which love is, couch. Yes, which is our love seat conveniently. That's so, nice. so it's easy to, and it's kind of away from the rest of the house, okay. you know, where they're usually playing. Or if we're outside, it's, this is, we need to go inside and sit on the okay. love seat. And this is, it's kind of worked for us where, okay, this is the time where we need to sit together and talk about what just happened, apologize, both of us, ask for forgiveness. And then the the key part is praying and asking God for help with this mess. That's so good. And I let yeah. them do it on their, I mean, a, a little bit at the beginning when we first started doing this, I would have to kind of give them the words. And sometimes if they're really just so upset, I have to give them the words. But hearing their sweet little voices, ask God to help them get along with sister and not hit or, you know, it's just, it's just sweet. But it also, I think, humble, humbles their heart knowing that they can't do it by themselves and actually verbalizing, God, I need your help in doing this. That's, That's so good. It's really helped because as soon as they say amen, they just go for each other and give each other a hug and giggle. And so, well, I was going to ask, like, if there's ever a time like they're not allowed to get off the love couch until like something <laughs> happens again uh, in my mind I'm like oh someone's not gonna be ready to get yeah, off that yeah, couch I know but. there are times when one's on the other couch and when they can eventually get to the other to okay. sitting next to each other but I there's know. that expectation of like yes you're, you're gonna work it out time. and you're not gonna leave the couch until you're good right. with one another right that can show love yeah, and That's sometimes so that takes a while to even get to the talking terms. I mean, as right. we as adults know, you know, <laughs> you right. got to cool off for a minute sometimes. Exactly. And there's definitely a lot of that. But I think that's been one way where we've been kind of pushing uh, the love through the spirit and um, relying on God to, that's so good. to let them do that. Now, a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as a mom, also like with three young kids, like under five, and being at home with them, like how do you stay like powered up? as a mom, what do you do to like continue to find joy being a fruit of the spirit as well? Um, how do you continue to do that in the joyful way? I've mentioned I'm a morning person. I, I haven't always been a morning person, but I try to be. And I think waking up early, you know, sometimes hours before the kids do okay. to, to read, uh, to just pray and get in the word and uh, just kind of focus my mind. That has been key. If those times don't happen, and they they don't sometimes during certain seasons. I mean, I, I obviously was not waking up two hours before my kids were up when I had a newborn. Right. That's just crazy. But uh, when I can get back to that, when I'm getting up early and just spending alone time and the time when I'm fresh too, because in right. the evenings, once they go to bed, I'm just done. It's my mind doesn't work very much. It's hard for me to, you know, really read and learn things. I like to read, uh, you know, kind of more, more mentor books on motherhood and okay. um, my Christian walk. And I also really enjoy running and do that in the, some mornings. Okay. And that just uh, refocuses my day. And I listen to some podcasts while I do that. That's, That's so really good. helpful. So waking up before the rest of the house does, mm-hmm. just so you can kind of set yourself and get yes. things ready to go. And caffeinate. Yes. 
and not um, feel harried as everyone else's. Yes. I do think that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And what about marital wise? Like how do you and Charlie stay powered up with your marriage? Because also with young kids in the house, it can so quickly become more about them than your marriage. So how do you guys do that? Same, really very similar. Uh, he wakes up early as well and has his alone time. And sometimes we'll have that time together. Even if we're not talking, we'll sit next to each other, read okay. something and just kind of read excerpts of what we're reading. Uh, we'll read books together in the morning. Sometimes um, we'll do that and listen to sermons or podcasts together. Really taking advantage of that early time where we're both fresh, our minds fresh, because at the end of the day, I mean, especially if he's working long days and I'm, you know, working or I'm at home with the kids all day, we can't hardly have a conversation that makes sense (laughs) because we're just so tired. So, and there's times where we need to talk about something and we'll say, let's just table it for the morning. And then in the morning, we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about and you know, we're we're learning together, which I think is so important. We talk all the time where we'll say that uh, if you already know everything, life can be pretty boring. So learning right. things together has been really fun. We also really enjoy hiking. We've, <laughs> I think our third date, we went hiking together. And um, we joke because he's, I've known him most of my life, but we, it was our third date where he took me out in the middle of nowhere. Oh my gosh. And You're like, okay. <laughs> if I didn't know him, this would be a very scary right. thing. And so we oh, joked about funny. that on the date and we still joke about it now. Uh, but we had, we've always had this love for hiking together. And so that's just a time where we can just connect with God, connect with nature and just be together that's and talk. Cool. And now bringing kids into that has been a lot of fun. We take advantage of being out in the mountains together, which just kind of clears your mind that's so neat so it sounds like you guys are really intentional about yeah you have to be spending time you have to be if you just let it the day go you're just getting through the days but if you don't schedule time to be together and talk about you know everything it's it's hard it won't happen and then you just kind of are like passing ships Um, that's true and i think it does happen really easily Um, Mm -hmm. if you're not intentional it's the same thing like spiritually for me if i'm not intentional spending time and prayer and you know God's word every day right then all of a sudden I'm like what is what have I been doing first of all yeah. you know and I'm feeling like this distance and the same thing happens I think in relationships that are important to you you gotta right. feed into those daily right I feel the same mm-hmm. that's so good well thank you Kelly for powering us up thanks for having me. I appreciate it thanks so much All right. So as another part of our podcast, we always do like a big three. Um, And usually there's suggestions of three things um, to do with your kids or um, maybe a a great book to buy to support you as a parent or a podcast to listen to. Um, For the big three for June this month, I know a lot of you guys are headed out on some road trips, right? Um, Visiting family and friends over the summertime or headed to places like Great Wolf Lodge or wherever. Um, So the big three for June is going to be Kara's road trip tips. Woohoo! All right. Are you ready, parents? You've got young kids. You're looking at having to spend four to nine hours, however long, in the car with your kiddos. I know you guys um, are needing some road trip tips. And the Robinsons like to drive lots of places. Our family does not live in Virginia. Um, So we oftentimes when we see family have very long trips ahead of us. And so here are three things that they have helped our family. And I've heard they've helped other families as well. Number one, you're going to buy some clothespins and you're going to number those clothespins with the hours that your kids are going to be in the car. And so this helps for many different reasons. Um, If you get tired of hearing how much longer it's going to help with that because they are going to have these little clothespins that you can put them, if they're younger, you can put them up on your visor um, and you will take one off every hour that you're in the car. Just keep in mind if you do like potty breaks or stop and eat places um, to a lot for that. You either want to add extra clothespins in, looping in that time, um, your stop times, or um, 
you need to remember like to stop and start the time, not excluding that with the clothespins. So, but you can keep them above your visor and every hour um, that goes by, you'll remove one. So if you know you're going to be in the car for, um, bless your hearts, nine hours, um, then when you've been in the car for an hour, take off number nine. And if your kids say, how much longer? You can just point up there. What's on this clothespin? Eights. All right. Well, we, that means we've got eight more hours. Um, as they get older, you can also put them in charge of this um, and clip the clothespins on that little part on the back of the seat where you can put like, used to put roadmaps in there, like old school, but um, that just kind of collects things. If you have that little lip on the back of the seat, you can put it there. Or if your kids have, you know, something else back there, you can clip them on. Um, the back of that, but the visor works totally fine. And so as those hours go by, just remove those clothespins. Number two, an hour surprise. So each hour that it goes by, maybe you remove a clothespin and then you give them something, um, an hourly surprise. It could be stopping for ice cream. It could be, um, if you know there's like a neat little place to pull off and look at something like an overlook, um, you could do that. Or if there's something fun along the way, um, like on the border, that could be something. It could also be little trinkets and things from the dollar store that you can give them. Or maybe it's a different movie that you put on or a special movie that you bought for the trip um, that you can play um, is also really good. Um, My third Cars Road Trip Tips is Road Trip Bingo. If you Google Road Trip Bingo, you'll see a ton of different options and varieties. Um, and I think it's so fun. I, I like movies in the car, but I always tell my kids if they get too much screen time, it's going to turn their brains to mush. And I also think, think it makes them a little bit more aggressive. So I love things like Road Trip Bingo that gets them to look and kind of gets their minds involved in things and looking for things. And there's a ton of different options. The one that we have in our car, we bought like this set that came like with little golf pencils and there's um, different tear off cards that they can use. And it's basically looking for, um, different things like a trailer, um, horses, cows, um, different things on the informational signs like a gas station um, or a railroad sign. Um, There's a free space. Um, You guys can even make your own as a family. You can do that. And they also have pictures on there. So if your kids are younger, you'll definitely want to get bingo cards that have pictures that they can look for. Um, There's also license plates road trip bingo which is good as they get older that's a fun thing to do too so cars road trip tips clothespins an hour surprise that you're in the car and road trip bingo um it will not let you down it won't disappoint and we always finish up with a parenting hack and since it's summertime we're gonna have a summer parenting hack if you have not started really Um, including your kids and chores or helping around the house, I'm going to encourage you to do that because you guys are a team. And one player on a team can't do all the work if it's going to be a healthy team. Um, We all know of teams where they, you know, ride on one player's back to be able to win the game or the championship. Um, And that's not a healthy team because if something happens to that player, then the team kind of falls apart. Um, So we want everyone to contribute in the home because they're all on the team. And so it's finding things that you can have your kids to do. Um, It when they're younger, you know, sorting socks and socks and matching the pairs of socks together are great. Um, feeding the dog, um, watering the plants. Um, if you're having a hard time thinking of things for your kids to do, you've got to stop by the welcome desk and their family registration desk on our children's ministry side at Hill City because we have summer buckets for you guys. Um, they're super cute. They're stocked full of awesome information and ideas and suggestions for you guys as parents to um, really engage and feed into your kids this summer as a family. Um, it also has sidewalk chalk and inflatable beach ball and some bubbles in there too to give you guys some things to do and some summer fun. Um, but also included in there is a suggestion of work your kids can do around the house and it's broken up by ages. And it even starts as early as one and two years old friends how incredible is that and I will speak into this that if you start this at an early age 
It will not be like pulling teeth when your kids get older, when you ask them to contribute around the house. Um, And that is something that we have not been super consistent with in our household. And so it is a little bit more of an uphill battle um, to get them involved in doing things. But we still do it, especially in the summertime. If they want screen time, including television, then they've got to do certain things before they they can have it. They have to basically earn it every day um, by being active and by helping around the house. Um, Our kids wash their clothes um, and dry them, and that's great now getting them folded and into the proper areas is a a different battle that we're working on but definitely stop by and get those summer buckets because there's some great suggestions and um, for this summer parenting hack get your kids involved in chores and also don't be afraid to come up with a schedule for each day Um, for me I love routines and schedules because it helps me stay focused and not like squander my time where I think oh what did I do Um, and also since um, I'm working it is also imperative because my kids come home, but I also have a full-time job. And so I've got to figure out how I can still do that job um, with a quality and expectation that I want, um, but also be fun summer mom. And so I live and die by the schedule um, and we'll, I'll chunk in time, you know, for the pool and doing crafting and then picking something that they want to do um, and explore and experience is super important. But I've also got to schedule in when I am going to work. So I encourage you to, as a part of that schedule, put in chore time, even if it's, if it's like a 30-minute sweep where you put on fun music and for 30 minutes you go around the house and each kid kind of has an area that they're in charge of cleaning up. Um, and you'll realize how cleaning really doesn't take that much amount of time just in our minds that we've built it up where it's like exhausting and it takes so long. But really when you just kind of chunk it up and make it a fun thing, you can accomplish a lot in 30 minutes. So we're going to wrap things up with our cuddle time prayer. I appreciate you guys so much listening to the podcast. And if you have things that you want us to talk about or um, a parenting hack you want help with, let me know. You can always email me at Cara, C-H-A-R-A, at hillcityrva.com if you have some ideas and suggestions for the podcast. Um, But we're going to close it out now with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to give us peace. Every time we see a bird or a flower, help us to remember that Jesus gives us the power to have peace. We don't have or we don't every ever have to worry about anything because we've got Jesus. You are the best God and we love you very much in Jesus name. Amen. All right, families, go get them and have a great summer.